Thanks for downloading this episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. Every week we want to help you win as a parent. We're going to do something a little different over the next couple weeks. I know everybody's favorite subject is COVID-19, the pandemic, and everybody's sick of talking about it. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more in a different way. Because as a parent, you have kids, maybe you're a homeschool parent, but the majority of you have kids in public education. So over the next couple weeks, we're going to talk to someone at the middle school, high school, and elementary level to be able to go through and see what it has been like from the school systems and then we're going to talk to a parent my favorite Mallory Semenko my wife about us and trying to go through parenting in a pandemic so if you are a parent I hope you will listen with an open mind and hear just maybe a little bit of a different side of what it's been like for teachers administrators to do this in a pandemic and what it's been like for them thanks for listening thanks for downloading make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of parent stuff and today's guest Teresa Hagler is a secretary at an elementary school Bozier elementary here in town and talks about what it's been like for her as a title one school how it's been during the pandemic and maybe something we could do to help some teachers and administrators that need some encouragement have gone through some difficult times just like all of us have and i hope it creates a little more empathy for your schools and what it's been like for their side of things thanks for listening leave a five-star review it helps people to find the podcast and share it with a friend send it a text send a screenshot talk about it and we'd love to get some new listeners if you're a listener check out the show notes for ways to get in touch with me i'd love to hear from you if you have questions or have ideas for subjects evan at thesimplechurch.tv is my email you can check those show notes wherever you listen to podcasts for some links and information about that and more and here is this conversation with Teresa hagler all right we are here with the first of our covid series Teresa hagler you know what everybody just loves talking about COVID. COVID. The big <laughs> elephant in the room, but you as an educator, as working at a school, as part of that system, are the first one. Thanks for going first. Yeah. And we're going to talk, because you're at the elementary level, middle school level, high school level, and with a parent of kind of this whole process and this goals to help parents and maybe see things a little different or understand something and big on empathy here yeah. at the Parent Stuff Podcast. So empathize about how that process has been difficult for schools just like it has been for parents. So and thanks for coming on. it's been difficult. And all the ways, different reasons. So tell us who you are, introduce yourself real quick, and what school are you at? Okay, I am Teresa Hagler, uh, wife of John Hagler, and I am secretary at Bossier Elementary. How long have you been the secretary? This is my sixth year. Wow, Yeah, right. it, it, I love it. It's great. And That's awesome. I was there for three years before that doing RTI part-time, like part-time work. And what is RTI in case they don't know? Uh, RTI is Response to Intervention. And why did you decide Bossier? What was the connection there? Well, back then, uh, Lori Rhodes was working there, yeah. and I was friends with Lori, and I told her one time in the summer that I wanted a part-time job, and she mentioned the RTI thing, and Hooked me up with her principal, and there you go. The rest is history. Yep. You were great. Yeah. So it's so funny. You know my mom, and she was a sub, and then they hired her to be a secretary. And yes. it's like you just show up, and you're good people. They're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> when you something opens stay? up, uh-huh, forever. <laughs> yes, I subbed for years, even at Stockwell, yeah. um, you know, before, while my kids were little and when they went there. And then when I did RTI part-time, I also subbed at Bozier Elementary part-time like in the afternoons. And it just stuck. Turned into a full-time gig. It did. Maybe more work than you wanted sometimes. Yes. <laughs> no comment. That's right. We'll move on from that. But, Bozier, tell us a little bit about Bozier Elementary. If people are listening out of town or don't know, it is a Title I school, correct? It is. Yeah. It's a Title I school here. We have um, several of them in our area. It is the smallest school in our district. It's also the lowest on the uh, socioeconomic scale. I did not know it was the smallest. So how many students roughly? Right now, uh, we have dropped so much. We are only at about 250 students right now. Wow. Total. Yeah. yeah. When I first took the job six years ago, we were at like 450. Oh my gosh. Just dropped that much, half. but the neighborhood has changed right. a lot in those last six years. Oh yeah. So. Absolutely. So you probably wouldn't say that it's the 
I don't want to offend Bojo Elementary to do it, but it's not probably the top school most people would want to work at. And wh- I love it. That's great. And tell us <laughs> why. Do you love it? I do. Um, our staff is fantastic. Um, our kids, they, they're just like any other kid, but they don't have the support you know, at home mm. typically um, that like a, a Stockwell, a Kingston, you know, is going to have. Um, and so they just need, need that extra help. And I just love it. They're great kids. That's awesome. And I know you're a blessing to them. And that's we've partnered so. with Bojo Elementary for a long time. Yeah. When Simple Church started, they were kind of our neighborhood school because we were at I the remember. boardwalk. Oh, yeah. And so we that. did food boxes there. And mm-hmm. we've done tutoring there. I've helped lead tutoring programs with high school kids and adults. And we do love that area and trying to help and do good. Yes, what we're all we about. We appreciate it. We need all the help oh, we can get. Absolutely. So if you're looking to get involved, we'll put your email on how to get in touch with Teresa Hagler and go and find a place to help like she wanted to help. But let's go back. Let's go with COVID. Okay. One day, the students will be listening to this podcast in history class <laughs> what was spring break 2020 like when they announced about school closing and all of that for you as a secretary at an elementary school oh my goodness um my co-worker and I were talking about this today that it's like a 9-11 moment when yeah. it happened you you remember exactly where you were when the email came out and John and I were um, in Dallas visiting Lauren and Carter and we were uh, just shopping at a half price bookstore which is one of our favorite things to do with with them and we got the message that the governor had you know, uh, asked for a shutdown, and it wasn't you know minutes after that that we got the email from the school, and then of course um, John was having to figure out what to do with church. Right. Well, I'm figuring out what to do with school. I don't know if you, you remember this, but Justin came out and did a video on Thursday that I shot before and said we're having church, don't worry. And then we had to come back on Friday <laughs> and say, hey, by the way, we're <laughs> not having church. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I pull that back. Um, so we, I remember. Lauren and Carter, John and I, sitting at a table at Half Price Books and just all of us on our phones for probably a good 20, 30 minutes just trying to navigate through what's next, what, what what's about to happen. Right. You know, um, and so, you know, after that, we went back on home and did the shutdown yeah. know, and stayed at home. So did y'all do virtual learning? Well, after a while, you know, we were supposed to go back you know, in two weeks. Right. I thought... It's a blowover. That doesn't seem like that's <laughs> going to be possible. And sure enough, you know, the two weeks came and went, and they're like, oh, it's going to be two more weeks. And I thought, no, I don't see this happening. So we, we did was we went to the school and, like, our admin team, and we were, you know, making copies of things, trying to give things to parents in the drive through for them to work on at home and, you know, until we could get back right. to school. Well, I started shutting down the school like it was going to be summer. Because I mm. thought, we are not coming back. Just a couple weeks in, you knew. Yeah, I knew. I was like, there's no way. If everything goes like they say that you know it's going to go, it doesn't make sense to come back. Right. And sure enough, we didn't. So y'all were doing handouts. Were y'all passing out laptops? Was it people, because I'm guessing a Title I school, there wasn't a lot of access to computers and right. Wi-Fi. That has been one of the biggest struggles for us hmm. at, at our location is even though we have computers and um, you know Chromebooks at the school right. that a student can take home, a lot of them don't have the Wi-Fi to even get on it. Right. So... That was a big challenge for us. But we were making a lot of copies of a lot of things and passing them out. But then, you know, you had to have the people to get up there to actually get it. Right. And, and do the work. So that was a challenge. For sure. To and figure that out. Did you feel like you felt pressured? Like, was the principal or was your school or was somebody above her, like, you have to get results and the kids have to turn stuff in? Or was it kind of like, we're all just figuring this out and you guys, good luck? Honestly, it was like a, a week by week thing. Hmm. At first, there was a lot of pressure to do to you know make lessons and try to put something online. You know, get a bunch of handouts out there. And after a few weeks, it was like, forget it. Yeah. This this year is done. It's a wash. Right. It's over. <laughs> so yeah, we gave up. Crazy. After probably, I think sometime in April is when they when they called it. Said so we're, we're done. We'll just figure it out. 
It'll be gone in the <laughs> next spring. Yeah. Or in the summer. Everybody su- passes. <laughs> in August. It'll be good. Yeah. So did you have parents calling, complain? Were they upset? Were their parents asking stuff? Were you having to answer the phones? What were you? Um, back then, everybody was a lot more understanding. Hmm. Um, and they were cool with it. It wasn't until um, this past year that things started getting a little bit more complicated. Sure. Let's not skip ahead because I would get okay. to that. So then y'all have the summer, mm-hmm. and then we're relaunching schools. Everything's coming back. What was that yes. like trying to get back in August? Okay. Oh, my word. Well, first of all, our district decided to have a different um, computer program that we use you know, for our um, student services and mm-hmm. everything. Let's just change that in the middle of everything. So, right. Well, of course, what could you know, happen? In their defense, you know, when we rolled this out yeah there was no covid yet right so we were all training in the past year to get ready for this so having to learn the new system and throw all the covid stuff on top of that because then they had to add in and figure out virtual school versus in person right so you had the choice and then there was a lot of back and forth how many kids did you have opt into virtual at your school roughly at our school in the very beginning so this would have been august 2020 of the 250 275 that we had back then there were about 100 Oh wow! that opted to do the virtual. So 40% of the schoolish? Yeah. That's a lot. Well, let me tell you, it didn't take long for those parents to figure out, that's a lot of work. We did two weeks of virtual school <laughs> with a kindergartner, and that was plenty when I had COVID. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, it was about a few weeks into it that they started coming back and doing in-person. Because they gave them like a trial window, right? That yeah. you could go and decide if you wanted to do virtual, and by this deadline, you could re-enroll. Right. And most of them came back. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of them came back. I understand. Yeah, now completely. the way that they have it is, and because a lot less are doing virtual now, right. most of them are back in school, that if you decide to do virtual, you have to commit. You're going to be in it. The whole year. Yeah, you're not flip-flopping back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. For sure. I think I only know one student at church that is still doing virtual that wanted to do it and stayed yeah. in the whole year. My nephew is still doing okay, it. Okay, there yeah, you go. Now I know. T- camp, but he's, um, he was a preemie, so he's um, low immune system, high risk, all the things. Sure. So. There are health concerns of doing yeah. it, but I know it's complicated on that side of it for it parents. Is. And there's very few parents that can be there and give the attention and time. Yeah. And, and my mom teachers. actually ends up being the one who cares for him and does hmm. all the homework and that stuff with him. That's a big. So that's a big blessing that they have for her to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So as the school year's getting started, you're learning new computer system coming back. What was the most difficult thing relaunching school for you and the team at the school there? Um, I think just making sure everybody understands what the guidelines are. <laughs> what, what are how could you not be <laughs> so clear, Teresa? They were always always the I same know, and locked right? in and never changing. Oh, I can't tell you. I mean, how many times? We'd have to refer back to the sheet, you know, especially in the beginning. Okay, this is this person's situation, their scenario. What does that mean for them? And do y'all have a big meeting about that? Is it just an email you read? How did you find out and know what to do? Because I'm guessing as a secretary, you were kind of yeah. the frontline person with a lot of that. Exactly. Well, it would be all of that. Yeah. It, w- it was a meeting. It was an email. It was the handouts, everything, you know, with all of us going over it to make sure that we fully understood that. So, of course, with us as the office staff, we were the front lines for all of that because we work with the nurses. Right. Because most of the nurses, a lot of people don't realize that the nurses in Bossier Parish are split between schools. So like my nurse, she's at my school half a day, and then she's at Bossier High the other half hmm. of the day. And most of the schools are like that in Bossier Parish. So when she's not there, I'm the nurse. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing my mom as a secretary things. having to do like, I'm not giving this kid a shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not trained for this. Just give a bag of ice. There you go. <laughs> go here's a Band-Aid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bag of ice, a Band-Aid, a bottle of water, peppermint. You'll be fine. You're That'll good. fix COVID. Yep. <laughs> That's what we think. Oh, man. And so you're trying to figure that out. You're doing the guidelines. People mad? Are they yelling at you? Are they sending their kids like coming no matter what? We ha- I had somebody cuss me out yesterday. Yesterday? Yes. Come on. Oh, such a blessing. Oh. Yeah, they're, the parents are mad. 
and I understand, and we understand at the school. Right. Uh, we get it too. We're we're mad. We're frustrated. It's complicated. Um, I just we're just trying to do the best we can. Right. We're just trying to follow the guidelines the best we can. I know everybody has their opinion on it. Right or wrong, whatever. But you, as the secretary, are not going to be the one to change the policy. <laughs> they no, cannot be mad at you and I yell can't. at you to I'm go. <laughs> so sorry. That's yeah. a little unrealistic. It is absolutely. So, yeah, oh. we, we do our best with that. Um, sure. And try to you know, calm the parent down. I understand you know, where you're coming from. I hear you. I know it's frustrating, but these are just the guidelines that we have to go by. And sometimes they're like, you know, I understand, and other times there's explicatives as they walk out the door still mad (laughs) oh yeah go yell at the school board meeting that's what everybody else likes to do apparently goodness oh man it's a real life true story last week i'm walking nora my first grader into school out in the parking lot as they're dropping off in car line i hear the teacher say hey good morning baby and probably a kindergartner first grader goes hey my mom and dad have covid and that teacher (laughs) recoiled and backed up off the car and said what are you doing who's dropping you off it's like my grandma it's like you go straight to the office sweetie (laughs) like they sent them and that get ratted out immediately and doing that and i'm sure you've had all the time gosh you're sending the kid anyway they do because the kid is fine so they're thinking well, th- they don't want them at home either, right. probably. You know, they're tired of them <laughs> understand. Home. Yeah, they're sick. <laughs> yeah, they're sick. So, yeah, just send them to school because it's kind of like daycare. But right. once we find out, and we just about almost always find out because they might start showing Kids say the darndest things, too. They just too. say something in passing, yeah. Right. And so they come to the office, and I have to go through all the things. You know, check your temperature first, start asking them some questions, and then go from there. So you're that person. I am. God bless you. Yeah. I'm one of those people. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the district did hire um, COVID clerical aides oh, this year. There was a grant you know, for um, that, so they hired one person for each school to handle all the paperwork and all the data entry just for COVID. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I bet it's, they're busy. They it's in, It goes in waves. Well, sure, they've got the virus, right? right and that like, was what I was going to ask, too. So when you guys had waves, how many kids roughly would be out of school? Do you have teachers that were missing? Did you have to combine classrooms at the worst and the peaks, yeah. like Delta last year? What was that like at the school? Our worst time, honestly, as far as quarantine and for our particular school, has just been this past January. Really? Yes. Worse this, than? This has been the worst for us. Hmm. And I think because this has been the most contagious. Right, the Omicron. Delta and all that, our kids really weren't getting it. Or they weren't showing symptoms of it, right. at least. But with this one, they are getting it and they are sick. Hmm. So we've had a lot of people out. And then, of course, you know the whole quarantine. Well, you are a close contact of this kid. You're in that pod. Um, so we have to send all those kids home, too. And I document all that as well. Parents are just excited. Oh, they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, at least now it's only five days. That's right, it's shorter. Instead of the 10. So that I had at Christmas. Yeah, I had COVID in September 2020. Nora had just started kindergarten. So she started, it was the hurricane, remember? Mm. So she started late because kindergarten already started late. She was at school two weeks. I got COVID. She had to stay home for two weeks. It was fall break. So she literally stopped and started for almost two months before <sighs> she got into kindergarten. Which meant they could not go in the cafeteria in kindergarten. They had to eat lunch in their rooms. They could not go and do PE with other classes. It was a very unusual kindergarten year. And as a parent of elementary age, I know it's complicated. I hate that because kindergarten is supposed to be one of the most fun And she didn't know any different, but we did. And Mallory, my wife, was a teacher and educator and just some of the stuff. And she's like, it's just so frustrating, but... What you, nobody you fault. Right. It's not like you go yell at somebody at the school because they can't help it, but it is just it was discouraging. It is. 
yes. hadn't had a normal year. And then first grade this year, when she got to go to the cafeteria for the first time, she came home that first day of school and said, did you know there's a big room we all eat together? <laughs> she had never been in the cafeteria at all oh, last year. Oh, wow. One time. Wow. Yeah, the first half of this year we got to eat in the cafeteria, but now we're back to classrooms. Yeah. And I know that's tough on teachers and messy. And it is because then they don't get a break. Right. Well, at least our teachers, the way we did it when they were in the cafeteria, we would have somebody doing cafeteria duty. Watch your class and, and rotate, yeah. And then they could have 20 minutes. But now, you know, they're back in the classroom. So we try to have every other day where they have like a little break. Right. Let somebody goes around. And if we even have somebody. Because sometimes, here's the other hard thing about this, is we don't have subs. Right. Nobody is picking up these subs. The shortage. Jobs. Who would? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't blame <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, so... We have to use whoever we have on hand, which for us at our school, you know, the paras. Mm. And so we have a list. Okay, if somebody's out in this grade level, this particular para has to go cover that class. You know, and then if that person's not there, then this person goes. And sometimes, like uh, a couple days last week, all the paras were teaching classes. Wow. Because we had that many teachers out. Hmm. But today was a miraculous day. Everybody was there today. Hey. All the teachers. Right. They're back. Nobody was absent. That's a win. <laughs> like, yes! Let's keep it that way. Everybody yeah. get healthy, and hopefully we're moving past this. <laughs> God, I hope so. Me too. But as we look back, as we're talking to parents, this is a parent podcast. I hope parents already just understand maybe a little bit more. Some of them that maybe didn't know or hadn't been in education or know what that's like. But what is something you wish that parents knew or you would tell parents on that, your side of things, elementary age parents specifically? Mm-hmm. What is something you would want to tell them about this process and what it's been like and something that maybe they could empathize a little bit more with the school? Um, just that they understand that teachers are discouraged too. Mm. It's hard. We know it's hard for y'all, but we just imagine a teacher with a room full of kids. And I mean, used to they would only have to keep up with. I say only. They would have to keep up with, you know, each child's different levels and how to teach, you know, all the different levels and where they are in their progress. But now they also have to keep up with who's out and why and how long are they going to be out. Are they going to have to wear a mask for five days when they come back? Right. It's just like adding all that on top of all that. It's just a lot to keep up with. So give the teacher some grace. Mm. If That's you could. a good word. Give them some grace. You know, um, reach out to them. Communicate with your teachers. Um, I know for our school, we lack parent-teacher communication. Mm. You know, it's we're excited when a parent actually comes and picks up their child <laughs> from school uh, when they're sick. Um, but. So we're like the opposite of the helicopter mom school. Um, So just find that balance of just staying connected with your teacher and staying on top of things, um, being involved, but not overly so. Um, Just watch that. Absolutely. No, that's great. And I think, too, that we all, as human beings, I think tend to be selfish, Teresa. We look at our own world, our own situation, Mm -hmm. and doing that. And as a parent of somebody that started school in a pandemic, I know there's been times we've been frustrated. And we did try to communicate. We had a virtual conference with kindergarten, and then again this year, just trying to talk about things. Because it is a pandemic. It is difficult. I know teachers are going through the same. But it's also, as the parent, if there are certain things we want to know or do or see, and it's that communication. Mm -hmm. And again, we try to uh, do the compliment sandwich, right? We're big on sending gifts. We do teacher gifts to do it. And then when we have an issue, hey, this is something we want to talk about, or hey, we don't understand this, or hey, this is something that we thought would happen, or Nora said this, can you help fill us in? Mm-hmm. And I think that has helped, and we try to be good, active parents and involved in helping and encouraging. And then when you do have something that's genuinely concerning, they're like, oh, they're just not squeaky wheel complaining parents. I, right. hope. Yes. <laughs> I hope that's what they think. Yeah. Uh, the best thing you could do, I think, is to leave a voicemail for your teacher because hmm. sometimes you know it's hard to read tone sure. in a text or an email, and um, 
at our schools, you know, when you call the teacher's room and it goes through their voicemail, that goes to their email. So they'll have that voicemail on their email. So that way they can hear your voice saying, hey, could you help me understand this, um, what Nora said today, or um, we're confused on this. Could you help me, you know, do this better as a parent? Because sometimes uh, we'll get an email ed- from a teacher or, or from a parent, and we don't know how to read it. Like, right. Are they being snarky? What are they saying? <laughs> are they okay? Are they mad? I don't know. Right. So, yeah. So, phone calls. That's a great tip. Is, Absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah, but all those little teacher treats, those help. Oh, man. They do like some teacher Mallory treats. loved it when she was a teacher. We try to go and start on the right foot, get things off their list. and be, We are pro-teacher. We know they're investing in Nora. We have them for that time of that year, and we don't want to just be negative and complaining, and we want to encourage and help. And Like, Mallory was dreaming about being room mom, and all that kind of <laughs> fell through because you can't even be in the school. Yeah. And so we did not get to set foot in campus to do any activity until Easter. They did an egg hunt 2021. Yeah. So Nora's outside, first. Yeah, right? outdoor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first time we were allowed to do something, and she had been a stay-at-home mom and wanted to do these things, and that was part of her dream and PTO and all these things and yeah. wasn't able to. So it had been a loss for her and yeah. wanting to be there and help and do more things. And I hope it changes by the time little Eliza comes That's up. right. Now, that teacher would probably want <laughs> us to take <laughs> Eliza home every day. Well, <laughs> Eliza's a whole other topic for a conversation. But as we go through and we're wrapping up, as we're talking about schools, what is a story or something that maybe you've seen with your administration or your team of people of how they've rallied? I know you said teachers are discouraged it's hard not to imagine because if everybody remembers we didn't give teachers a pay raise right before COVID either and then that was just a a nice little perk there all that and then COVID starts yeah well thankfully the good thing about this job and it made me realize when we didn't get that pay raise we did still continue we got paid yeah when the pandemic hit so I was thankful sure so that job security and that check still coming was a blessing so, you know, I hated not getting that raise, too. But yeah. still, this was one of the perks. Right. Was continuing to, to be paid when yeah. a lot of people out there were not. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but what we do at our school is um, we just take it week by week. And Dr. Lacey always sends out um, an encouraging message on the Sunday before the week. Kind of give us, all right, here's what we got happening this week. Here's what, you know, obstacles we might be facing. Or and here's what great things are coming up where we might need you know, extra oomph or something um so we have that that we focus on we have a prayer list wow at our school um it's you know voluntary if you want to be on there you know and put something on there teachers it's just a google document that we all share and if you have prayer requests you you just go in there and add something on there if you want to yeah and you know so certain people will pray for each other um i know in our office um gosh it's a praying group and there are many times that we've gone into Doc's office, Dr. Lacey, shut the door, and we just all pray as a office staff. That's awesome. And that is so great to yeah. have that camaraderie and to have that spirit there together um, to get through all these times. So Absolutely. But then on the other little side, you know, like all the fun stuff, we do weekly Friday treats. Nice. That's what we call them. Um, and so my coworker and I are in charge of that. And it's just little things like last week it was Skittles in their mailbox. We had a cute little sticker on it. Um and every week it's something different that we get. So, but we would love it if you want anybody wants to donate any kind of your know, snacks show or up treats with treats to the school. Just show up with something, and you know we could we have about fifty people at my school if you want to do it. Hey, there you yeah. go, Bozier Elementary. Bozier Elementary. Um, Google it. Yeah, um, and we just put fun little stickers on there and then stick them in their mailboxes. And the teachers are like, "Thank you, just this little snack, you know, it just means the world." Um, and it really helps out, helps out a lot with that. So, um, I'm trying to think what else we do. Oh. Um, 
in December, our admin team did a great thing. Was They had like a, um, a clothing calendar. So every day had something different that we could wear. I was picturing like you had all the teachers dress up and had a calendar of <laughs> what know. they were wearing, their outfits. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, so each day, and what they did was they used movie themes, like Christmas movies. Okay. And so each day was something different, and you would wear something to match whatever that was. So that was fun thing that we did. And, um, in fact, just yesterday for February, um, to spread the love since it's Valentine's, we're getting to wear workout clothes on every Friday in nice. February. So little things like that. Yeah. You know, of course, then you hope that Mitch Downey doesn't show up on a Friday <laughs> or all ah, the workout gear. It'll be fine. Um, but that's just little things that kind of help the camaraderie and, you know, spirit. Sounds like a good culture, yeah. It is. It's nice. It's Absolutely, because nice. I know it's difficult. Yes. Absolutely. So do you have any stories that you can think of or maybe uh, experience or families talking about somebody that had COVID or a student that was not healthy or went through or anything that – through this time, you can think like, man, that was a really powerful moment, or I'm really glad this happened, or something brought us together. Put you on the spot on that one. You're staring at me. Yeah, You're thinking. I'm, I'm thinking on that one. Um, That's all right if you don't, but I'm just trying to think of like in the last two years, you've probably had students that were very sick or maybe lost parents or have gone through and has been difficult. Or Yeah, most of ours um, have been extended family members. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we haven't had anyone, we haven't had any students or any of our staff who have um, been in the hospital with That's it. That's great. But we have had a lot of, um, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents um, who passed away. And so we, we had a few, you know, funeral um, programs come through you know, as their mm-hmm. excuse why they were absent. So we have had, you know, quite a few of those. Um, but most of it is just we have had a lot of sick people. Mm-hmm. And so that's been tough. Yeah. Um, I remember one time calling a grandmother um, who has custody of, of a student because um, they weren't feeling well. And I didn't know she was in the hospital. She answered her cell phone in the hospital. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> you can let <laughs> like, that one go. Yeah. I said, well, I got COVID. I'm in the hospital. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, not really. It's, I hope to get out in a few days, but it's been tough. I'm like, mm. oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. So then we'll get up with our counselor and, um, you know, try to get some supplies together for those kids. Yeah. Um, something extra for them. Because I think with the school, it's like church where, we are exposed to a large amount of people, so you hear a lot of bad things, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in your own kind of bubble, you have your own group of friends, and you kind of have a smaller circle, you maybe don't know about these things. You don't hear it, and you mm-hmm. are being the front line or exposed to a lot of the difficult and a lot of the negative, and you hear like, oh, we have every para teaching today because all these <laughs> teachers are sick. You know those yes. things. Oh, yeah, we've had lots of times when, I think it was even at the beginning of this year, there was a, a about a month or so, I think it was August, September, well, we had a whole big group of our teachers just out. I was like, oh, goodness, what are we going to do? Yeah. And you really didn't want to combine the classes because that defeats the purpose of trying to keep your right. kids in pods. Because <laughs> what we do at our school is um, the kids are in pods. Like, they will have four kids that yep. they are around in their, their classroom desks. all day long. Mm-hmm. And so if one of them goes out with COVID, only those kids in that pod have to quarantine. But when you have to try to combine classes because the teacher's yeah. out, well, that that defeats the purpose of the pod thing. So it's been a challenge. Th- thankfully, the, our paras, thank God for our paras. Our paras save the day all the time. Yeah. Love our support staff. They're Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, that's a great point. I'm going to make a note right now because I've never thought to do something for the paras at the school. Yes, and they probably do have stuff filled for in. the paras. They are the Absolutely. backbone um, of the schools. At least for, it's been my experience in the six years that I've been at Bossier Elementary. We've had a lot of, you know, turnover as far as teachers and things, but our paras have been constant Mm. the entire time. Absolutely love them. That's awesome. Yeah. 
and they get paid like a fraction right. <laughs> of what a teacher gets and paid. And do a lot of work. And they do a lot <laughs> of work. And apparently filling in and teaching classes yes. when okay. necessary. Well, Thank Teresa, you. thank you for your time. Thanks for doing this. We hope you enjoy that and listen. And I would love for everybody that listens to this podcast, go do something for your kid's school. If you're homeschooled, treat yourself. <laughs> Yes. something you deserve it but if it's a school that you go to a public school even a private school to go and just make some skittles put notes on it find out how many are in your class and do something because it's difficult for parents but it's also difficult for teachers and administrators and everybody during all this time and i hope that simple church is what we're known for is solving problems and you could go and maybe encourage a teacher encourage a whole staff if you can afford it do something for them and go out and do some good this week yeah and one last thing go update your information and on course oh <laughs> that's just a those yellow cards right is that the yeah, well, now yeah, we have it it's in the digital, system, right? and the parents have access to Encores on their phones or on their computers, so you can update your contact information and who you have as your emergency contact. Do it. Keep Go do updated. it right now. <laughs> Thanks Thank for being on here, Teresa. Thank Thank you for listening. Thanks for going through this episode of Parent Stuff as we go through these next couple weeks and talk about schools and education and what it's been like during the COVID-19 pandemic. I know you've heard a lot of things and everybody's probably sick of talking about it, but my goal and hope is that you would hear this as a parent. You would show us a little empathy for the schools and the teachers and people that are working through it for our kids and that we could all go and help to try to meet needs, solve problems, and encourage the people that are in charge of our kids or teaching our kids or helping our kids. And we as parents can partner with them and do a better job of that. Make sure you subscribe. You don't miss a single episode each week. We'll bring you a new conversation and make sure you give a five-star review. Thanks for downloading and listening. Have a great week.